0: There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock, wow. Texas Tech, Monday night, will be playing for the national championship.
2: Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. This is the voice of Jeremy Gillen and it's allergy season here in Lubbock, Texas. So I may sound awful uh, and chuckling at me is somebody else suffering with allergies, but from a much greater distance away, miss girl power herself, Kinsey Garcia, Kinsey, what is up on this wonderful Wednesday?
1: Not, not too much. It is allergy season. I am living on Claritin. I sound decent because of Claritin. That's the only free ad you get. Claritin reach out to <laughs> us on Twitter. If you want a sponsor,
2: <laughs> uh, yes. And like, I don't even know how to blend Claritin into this. Um, But we're back talking softball. What was not so clear, it's not going to work. So we're back (laughs) talking softball. Texas Tech wrapped up a three-game series against Baylor in Waco this past weekend. Last week, our last pod, uh, Kinsey and I were very vivacious in our expectations for this team. Coming off that stellar win against Iowa State, um, going into Baylor, hey, two to three we got this we might even be able to we might be able to get a sweep here who knows defense that does not matter well guess what it did matter uh Baylor comes out and blanks uh Texas uh, Texas Tech twice in a row um winning that series two of three and Texas Tech comes out in the third to win 2-0 Baylor returned the favor uh but this series not really the greatest and yet not the worst Kenzie what do you think about this? I mean, I said on the last pod that these were probably two of
1: the closest teams to each other in the conference, and I think we kind of saw that. I mean, there were only seven runs combined across the entire series. So I think if you're Texas Tech, you can feel a little bit good about your pitching staff. I mean, you had Olivia Rains go out and get her first win. She's had a struggle all year long. Kendall Fritz went out and pitched really well. Um, It... (laughs) I think you can feel OK about the series, even though you only got one win. I think they could have won more games. But in the end, it was it was really just fielding that caused a lot of problems. And obviously just Baylor pitching being lights out.
2: Yeah, this was a duel of pitchers all weekend. Um, you know, the headliner really is Kendall Fritz, uh, Kendall Fritz and uh, Orme. Um, what's her first name? Why am I blanking on it? Dariana, uh fritz and orme is like the heavyweights in this conference some really good pitchers and you really saw it this weekend like kenzie said this is a one-for-one one. baylor and texas tech texas tech throughout the year having better batting uh, overall just average wise but man have not played the the extent of uh defensive uh stands like baylor and so pitching 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 um I mean, what can really be said about these games besides the fact that it was just a lot of pitching and a lot of waiting around for like that one lucky break? In the first game, you know, you go through three innings. Nobody gets anything. Baylor finally gets their one run in the fourth. And that's that's all she wrote. Right. We only play the bottom of the seventh. Uh, you know, in the second game, you, you've you've start off a little earlier. Baylor gets two off the bo- off the bat, off the bat. And you think, okay, maybe Tech can kind of rally here. No, absolutely nothing. And then Baylor gets another one in the fourth and the sixth, and so they win four zero. Um, I I'll be honest with you. After we lost that second one, I thought there's no way in hell Tech is going to come out here on the third day. Uh, You know, Sunday you you've lost the series. Baylor is playing lights out defensively, as we mentioned on the last pod. Like they've just been really good defensively down here in the stretch. And their pitching has just gotten better somehow throughout the season. Uh, the fact that they're hitting, the fact that they're making, um, making, they're getting runs is is bad enough. And so, how in the world are they going to win here in the third? But they did. Kinsey, have any thoughts about us actually sneaking past Darianna Orme, two runs past her, uh, and keeping Baylor off the board?
1: I think they got a little bit lucky with the fortunes kind of reversing a little bit, but Orme did throw a complete game shutout in the first game. So you got to think she is a a little bit worn out from, from that performance. But I mean, it was almost the same thing you saw that, you know, Baylor got away with in the first couple of games. They just had those key moments where they got the hits and it was, it's like Kennedy Kreitz and Peyton Jackson knocking in singles. And there were some weird, like wild pitches and a hit by pitch. And, They just took advantage of the moment. And I think Texas Tech had opportunities in those other two games to take advantage of the moment. And they just didn't. They just No, the the softball gods were were feeling it for Baylor in the first two games. But you have to feel pretty good about that second game, especially with how Orme was just lights out in the first game.
2: Right, absolutely. And I think on the opposite side of that, as a tech fan, you've got to be really excited that, you know, Kendall Fritz also played in that third in that third game of the series and she still um so you, you i think in this third olivia rains held baylor hit list until about the fourth inning i think that's when uh kendall fritz came in uh and then you know for the for the five innings like has the shutout and so there's really good pitching like this the pitching staff did a really good job in this game because on the one side where you are capitalizing on baylor's mistakes you know you got to think this law of attrition because goes for both ways right so Texas Tech is also feeling tired has also been playing for two days and in a worse sense has been beaten down for two days so the you know any momentum is something you have to really dig up from the grave and for them to go out and pitch you know this uh this shut just nine innings of shutout and capitalizing on mistakes without you know giving up errors that's a really big win here you know even though you lose a series that's a really big win here going into the next uh the next games.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think as a whole, I mean, you can kind of feel a little bit better going into next year. I mean, like we've discussed before, this team is is very young. I mean, there's a, a lot of youth, even on that pitching staff. So I think they've learned a lot over the course of conference play. And I mean, they've obviously they have a better record than last year. They have a better conference record than last year. So they've learned some valuable lessons, I think. I mean, looking back on the Baylor series alone, this isn't a team that doesn't commit a ton of errors. So I think looking forward to Texas, you can feel okay. Okay (laughs) is the word I'm going to go with.
2: We're feeling okay on the podcast. Uh, We're feeling okay because Texas Tech just got one win and not three wins. We're feeling okay because Kinsey and I were wrong. But like, there was still good to be had. And if you want to feel really okay, what you need to do, you need to pack your bags. All right, you need to put them in the car. You need to drive down to Broken Bow, Oklahoma. That's right. If you never heard of it, this is your chance to shine. Uh, get, get, get. Let me tell you something. There's a place out there, TreeLine Rentals and Management. It's managed by our buddy Craig Crawford. Uh, He's the owner um, of the rental side of things and of the management side of things. And Broken Bow is a beautiful place to stay and they have premier cabins out there at Treeline Rentals. So what you need to do, if you're a Texas Tech fan, win or lose, what's the phrase? we go out and we and we uh, (laughs) win or lose we go out and we go make a reservation at treeline rentals and management because if you are a texas tech red raider you get a 25 percent discount on direct booking with no additional fees get yourself the much needed rest here as we get towards the summer it's getting nice and warm outside um allergies are terrible here in lubbock so if you live here god leave leave for a bit (laughs) go escape (laughs) get to Broken Bow. uh, You will want to email Craig Crawford uh, at craig at vacationtreeline.com. Let them know you're a part of this big happy family and they'll hook you up with that 25% off or let them know if you're interested in building, selling, or managing investment properties in Broken Bow. It's actually kind of beautiful out there which pains me to say because I lump Oklahoma in with poop. So, if you want, if you're interested in either of those, email craig at craig at vacationtreeline.com. That's C-R-A-I-G at VacationTreeLine.com. Uh, there is one big series left on the calendar, Kinsey. Who is it? Uh, it's those dreaded Texas Longhorns. <laughs> it is the dreaded Texas Longhorns. 17th in the nation right now. Um, what what can you say about Texas right now? What can you say about Texas after? We have a whole season to talk, to, to wrap them up in a couple of words. You know, I just...
1: I, what, I really hate just the University of Texas as a whole because every time you play them in basically any sport, it's like, all right, well, here's a team that's probably better than you talent-wise, but are they going to beat you? We don't really know. We're probably going to get beat, but... Weird stuff happens, and... The most terrifying thing about this Texas team is that they can hit the ball really, really, really well. And they have some conference leaders and things, and they have six (laughs) starters all batting over 300. So
2: this is going to be interesting. Yeah, Texas, 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 32 and 15 on the season. They're seven and five in conference. They have just finished a three game losing streak to Oklahoma State. Kinsey and I kind of lamented that really doesn't mean anything because if Columbus State's really good, uh, that's nothing to take hope in, Red Raider fans. Um, something that you can consider is that playing at home, they're 19 and 4. Playing away, they're just 8-6. Texas not really doing well on the road. It's it's hard to travel in this conference. It's hard to travel in softball in general. And so Texas. Travels up to Lubbock this Friday, April 29th, 30th, and they'll play on the 1st. they They're gonna be playing at Rocky Johnson. Uh, we've had some good wins this season against good teams at home. But like Kinsey said, Texas is a really good team. A lot of good talent on that team. Good coaching. Uh, I think their coach is in their fourth year now. Um, it's, been a good, it's been a good couple of seasons for him. And man you just you want man you want to you want to win this uh for a number of reasons right you want to win it because it's texas and anytime you can horns down your friends uh or family who have gone awry have gone off the righteous path it's always a good day uh also you'd love to finish the season on a really high note right now i mean after the baylor series you're 22 and 23 uh overall so you're sitting under 500 uh you're 5 and 10 in conference and you know you're 13 and 6 at home so you have a really good home record all these things kind of tying together that if you can get two of these games please <laughs> then you can end uh, you can end overall 24 you can 500 in the season you can have a positive uh you can have a uh, well not positive but you can have a better conference record um you could be really good at home so many factors here kenzie of how it could be All righteous and wonderful in Raider Land if we just get two of these three against Texas. But how hard is that going to be?
1: Well, I mean, I think the first big issue is what kind of pitching staff are we going to get? Baylor's is certainly not, they're no schlubs. I mean, they're, they hit 281 as a team. They're decent. They're decent as a hitting lineup. And we held them down pretty well on the road in Waco. So that's something you can feel good about. However, now you're looking at a Texas team with probably 20 more points in terms of the batting average hitting 309 as a team. But you get to come back to Lubbock. I think it's really just going to come down to how, how well this pitching staff handles these batters because I think Texas... Texas is kind of in not quite in that elite pitching level that Baylor and Oklahoma State and Oklahoma are on. Texas is a little more towards the bottom of the conference in terms of the ERA and and such. So again, we say this every time. You guys are probably tired of hearing it, but pitching, 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 pitching. It's going to come down to pitching.
2: The theme is pitching here on tortillas and tanks. And Kinsey has a really good point. Uh, Texas is not a good, does not have good of a pitching lineup as Baylor, as Oklahoma, as Oklahoma State those teams we have struggled mightily against not that they're not good but they're not as good and that is a metric because um you did sneak one against baylor which i think has out of those three schools man with Dariana orne just like they're pitching like it's just a really good pitching team and it's it's the fact that you snuck out one of those there at the end uh when you couldn't get anything going that's a big win for me and so it gives me hope that, and an expectation if i'm being honest that we sneak one away from texas um do you win the series man that's going to be really hard like you're gonna be asking a lot of this team um not that they can't do it but you're asking them to respond from a very tight defensive struggle in waco to come out and uh just suddenly light it up at home and especially at the end of the season right it's just there's so many uh there's so much coming down it's a lot of pressure and not that this team hasn't done well this season uh and you know it's just like it's hard to see it's hard to see us winning the series here i'd like to avoid the sweep if it happens i'm not going to act surprised because like you said texas is a really good batting team and texas tech has shown a couple times throughout the year that they've been really good defensively with defensive assignment and stuff like that um or just awareness and but you know we still make errors like we're a young team trying to figure it out trying to still boast it like build up this identity and you know, Texas team that's a little bit more veteran and certainly more talented across the board. You know, they have the ability to take advantage of that. But like any Texas team and that university, they can mess up. <laughs> they can mess up, and we can shock them. And that's just the nature of it. Especially when you're playing in Lubbock, we play better at home. They don't play as great away. So there are a number of things here that you know. <clears throat> when it gets down to it, I'm not going to be surprised. But I'd love to be surprised. Kinsey, how are you feeling about? If you had to make a prediction on this weekend's series and the last series of the regular season, where are you at? Do we end 500?
1: You know, I would would love to be super optimistic on that train. However, you know, I got to think. I got to think with my brain and not my heart. So, I mean, I do think this is a series where Tech could and probably will win one of the games. I just think being at home, you know, kind of, facing a little bit less of a, of a talented pitching staff, I think there will be opportunities. And on top of that, I think Tech just kind of shot themselves in the foot in a couple of situations in Baylor that could have turned the tide of that series. So I think Coach Ward will have them sharpened up. I think they'll definitely get one. I think a win, like you said, is a lot to ask for, but I certainly don't think it's it's out of the realm of possibilities.
2: Yeah. And if, I mean, <clears throat> the pressure, honestly, in my opinion, shouldn't be coming down here to the end of the season to end 500. There's been a lot of wonderful opportunities earlier on in the season uh, against Houston, against LSU, Washington. A lot of these top 25 teams, you were right there in it, right there in it, and uh, just something didn't click or something, you know, you fell up short, you made an error. There's a lot of opportunities for this team to get above 500 and to show a lot of like prowess in that top 25 arena. But you know, it is what it is, and we are where we are. So this series does come down to uh, three games against Texas at home, Rocky Johnson Field. Um, Kinsey and I are hopeful, but not expectant. So Texas Tech fans, uh, it's been an awesome season. Sorry we couldn't get to it earlier. We will have a season. We'll have a Texas recap and a season recap uh, next week kind of wrap up how this, te- how this what this team has done well what they have not done well where are they going from here um, Kinsey where can the people find you on social media and do you have anything else to say
1: uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kinsey Kate 1989 I'll be the one yelling about women's sports I'm sure you'll see me um, other than that I I was really happy to finally get a camera shot of our dugout acting acting a fool
2: oh nuts yeah
1: uh i mean it went uh, i won't i won't call it you know it wasn't a banger tweet but it was a it was a semi good tweet that i made but it was like alana barraza and Paige mendadol and i can't remember oh it was demi elder yeah just three of them acting fools if you haven't seen the video it's on my twitter it's hilarious um and also other than that shout out to ludwig aberg uh won the individual big 12 championship golf in golf today shot eight under so listen texas tech is like a
2: borderline golf school Really are. Um, We're borderline a lot of schools. We're being honest. Uh, Yeah, Ludwig met Sabra. Good job, dude. Um, Grateful for you. Grateful for Swedish brethren. Going out and doing wonderful things. I'll eat meatballs for you, buddy. Uh, Kidzy is speaking of banger tweets. Is your best tweet the one all the way back from that Texas series where you three points, five fouls? LMAO. I mean that one went
1: really good, and then I had the the other video of the the two guys in the street in New York City. They were like flipping each other off back and forth. And I was like, "Oh, this is Tech and Texas fans on the timeline today." That one crossed a thousand too, but I don't know if it beat the uh, illustrious Brock Cunningham. Yeah, <laughs> being a whole idiot in Lubbock.
2: Exactly. Well, it is what it is. Uh, so, yeah, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tortillas underscore RRS. The RRS stands for Red Ridge Sports, where we are the official podcast. But don't worry, we're still a part of the 1012 network, giving you the best of Big 12 news from around the Big 12. We are going nowhere, baby. Uh, this has been the Tortillas and Takes podcast. Uh, well, for Kenzie and myself, comma, there it is. That's some kind of like reverse haiku I did there. And in honor of a Big 12 championship, for brief Stay wrecked,
0: people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
2: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.